Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Pull up a stool and join us. 585-866-4FAN. 866-4326 The Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester Just really wasn't getting into a rhythm um, You know, that's past and run game included We gotta find ways to, to get our get off to a fast start and I don't think we've done that the last few days that last few games so um you know, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a win. It's an ugly one. We'll take it. Uh, but there's a lot of things that we got to learn from and, and get better at. There's Josh Allen after the Bills win last night on uh, Sunday Night Football in an ugly fashion. It's a, a victory Monday that feels more like a blame assessment Monday. Weird how that works. Mike Catalana, 13 Wham Sports. And BuffaloPlus.com joining us to uh, make sense of all of it. Let's start with that, Mike, if we can. Josh Allen there talking about not having a rhythm. And I, I, I hear that word, and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the word. That's the catalyst for those guys. Doesn't it feel like when they are in a rhythm, they're impossible to stop? They can't quite get into a rhythm these last couple of games. Mike, do we know how many plays are scripted to start the game that, that Dorsey does? Does he script anything at all? I mean, I, I wonder if if they're, they're kind of uh, at the mercy of whatever Dorsey has planned to start the game, and when it doesn't work, it sets them up for failure the rest of the game. I, I don't think the Bills are any different than any other team. I think you have early plays scripted, and I think fans also need to understand when they talk about scripts, it's based on the plan to do it. It doesn't mean... If this was the third play you have called and you're first and goal at the one-yard line, you're running that play. So there's adjustments to that. Look, a few weeks ago, Ken Dorsey had that rhythm. Uh, I mean, when you go back to that three-game winning streak, that game against the Dolphins, <laughs> they dominated them. They scored 48 points. They crushed them. They look like uh, the best form of this offense since, I would say, the heyday of 2021 when you know they had that perfect game against the Patriots. You know, that type of offense. So they've had it before. When I look at rhythm and, and that type of energy, I think it's when 
a team is confident in the play call. They know their assignments. They execute their assignments. And they play with a pace. It doesn't mean they're rushing. It doesn't mean there has to be no huddle. It just means they step to the line with a feeling that we're making a play. And you can tell with this Bills team, there are times when they're like, (laughs) if it's not Steph and Josh, it ain't happening. And that's what we saw last night. Like no other wide receiver stepped up. Guys miss blocks. Guys miss blitzing players. I mean, the Giants, I'm sorry, the Giants stink. That's a bad football team. They can't get to the quarterback and can't protect their quarterback, yet they made the Bills look bad. And I think a lot of it's on coaching, but, but there's a point where it's on the players too. So that's when I think of that, that rhythm he's talking about. Um, that's what I think is when you are in sync and confident, and they did not look that way last night. I, we were debating this earlier. I, I don't want my quarterback getting involved in throwing shoulders like that. I would assume Sean McDermott's <laughs> going to pull his quarterback aside there and like, hey, there there will be kind of some chippiness at some point. But, Josh, you know what? Um, don't be that guy. Yeah, I think he said it after the game. He was like, yeah, I appreciate Josh sticking up for his guys at 17 needs to be standing to the side. First of all, you know, quarterbacks get protected all the time, right? They do on big hits in certain situations. And Josh is a big, strong, tough kid. He's not a defensive lineman. And those guys will get their shots at you. And, you know, that can, that can tick some people off. You know, the way Josh plays is awesome. But when he embarrasses another player, I mean, they, they keep that in their mind. And, yeah, I, I get him sticking up for his guys. But seriously, especially like throwing your shoulder, like that's not the brightest thing in the world. So, um Appreciate the sentiment. Just don't do it because you're putting yourself at more risk than a regular than a regular player is based on the position that you play. I imagine we'll learn more about that shoulder uh, that he went and got uh, some pictures taken of after the game. Mike, what was your initial uh, reaction to uh, Josh Allen getting some x-rays after the win? Yeah, we were standing there at the locker room and he was walking across. You know, you see that walk all the time. The guy leaves the locker room, goes across to right near where the visiting locker room is and goes in and gets the x-rays done. Uh, They do that all the time. Josh looked uh, a little beaten up after the game. It was a win, but nobody was really celebrating. Sure. Better than a loss. I looked at him and I, you know, sometimes you can tell, you couldn't tell he's moving, walking. Here's what it is with this guy. I mean, I saw him walk in in Tampa with a walking boot on and he ends up playing the next week, right? You've seen him have concussions and come back in a week. Last year, he gets blasted on the shoulder, and he plays. He will play. T- I, mean, I'm, I don't know anything to this point. Sean McDermott will have something for my guess, but he's going to have other tests. But unless it's something that he can't play, he will play. He will play through it. And he did last year when we know he wasn't right. So on the plus side, I don't think it, they sensed it was anything that was going to keep him out. But – you wonder how, how healthy he is and what he needs to get, get that right. Um, he just looked – Jenna used the word last night. She goes, he kind of looked disheveled when he came in the press conference room. And he kind of did, you know. But that was a physical game with a lot of nonsense going on. And uh, I think he needs to sort of take a breath. But um, I, I don't know. I, I, I hope it's just what you expect it to be, which is had some more tests. You know, 
we'll take it. He's day to day. Maybe he sits out Wednesday. You know, they do that sometimes and then gets out there and practices. 13 Wems, Mike Catalano, who was at the stadium last night with uh, Dan and Jenna, part of the Buffalo Plus team. And I think there's one pot. Okay, you, you held the Giants to nine points, and I would think more often than not you're going to win games in this league when, when you're holding opponents to that few. But, Mike, there were questions entering this game, uh, specifically, all right, no more Matt Milano. You have Dorian Williams coming in, and you seem to really like the game that uh, the middle linebacker Terrell Bernard had last night. I just like the way he plays. I like his, 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 how active he is. I saw him at times out in, in zone coverage over helping helpless Kair Elam. He's, he's very good in the run game. Look, he's got things he needs to work on. Um, but I got to tell you, that is the by far biggest positive for this team this year, for what you expected and what you're getting. I mean, the kid got hurt in camp, and you're like, oh, he hasn't even played. And then all of a sudden he's there and he's the linebacker and he gets the, the job and he's been outstanding. And I got to tell you, I'm seeing flashes from Dorian Williams. Yeah. Look, if you could get Matt Milano back, you would do it in a heartbeat. He's Matt Milano, but I am seeing some things there. I want to see that kid on the field more. I like the athleticism in the linebackers and they need it because they don't have a lot of that in the rest of the back seven. They really don't. It is not a, athletic group in general. So uh, in the linebackers, it's good, but um, you know, we'll see, we'll see where they are, but honestly that went from a massive question mark to an absolute positive, I think up to this point. I want to talk about the secondary with you, Mike, but before we do that, it felt like Von Miller was largely invisible last night. Did you get the same sense? Yeah. Usually you see Von, he's got that burst. Now I don't know if, if he feels a hundred percent, uh, you know, Vaughn, he's always positive the way he talks. They are kind of ramping him up. But the one thing about Vaughn is it feels like it feels like he could just walk out there and have that burst and be impactful. I watched him a lot last week in London when he was on the field. You know, you don't see it, but you're like, okay, it's the first game. Now it's the second game. And he just doesn't. Now, I don't know what they thought. You know, it would be interesting to hear what the what the Bills thought about his comeback. You know, they they did that strange thing last year with Trey White in a game where they actually, you know, limited his snaps as a corner. He played like 15 snaps in that game in Detroit and then sat down to try to ramp him up. And then they increased and increased uh, with Vaughn. It's not it's quality over quantity, but we haven't we haven't seen the quality. Now, it's two games in. After ACL surgery, maybe it's going to take him a month to get there. But I got to tell you, man, that being said, the way Epinesa is playing, Mm -hmm. Rousseau is playing, this is what you wanted to see, right? These guys, and Leonard Floyd is a tough dude. He is not healthy, and he's fighting out there all the time. Six and a half sacks already. So on the plus side, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, they can be patient for Vaughn to get back to being Vaughn, because other guys have really, really done a pretty good job. Mike, I don't know if there's an answer out there that uh, come the trade deadline, which, oh my gosh, we're only 15 days away from, yeah. right? Uh, as far as the corner position, and, and I guess the best solution is get Dane Jackson healthy right now. Uh, but what did you see last night out of Kyrie Elam? There's a bullseye on him. There just is. And we were talking about it driving home at 2.30 in the morning this morning. <laughs> that's what the life is in those home night games after all of our post game. Uh, 
is that I thought he was better last year. He looked more confident. Unless teams have just zeroed in on him. But like the holding play in the end zone, like I get it. The guy's going by you. You grab him because you don't want to give up six. But, you know, when that guy runs straight into you and you just grab him, you force the ref to make a call. And I got to tell you, I was really watching him. You know, I was joking with uh, Jackson Roberts from uh, Channel 10 and Jenna was there. You know, it's got Jackson to get a pair of binoculars. I told him it's an old man move, but that's what we do in the press, <laughs> in the press box. And then Jenna uses the binoculars while we're sitting there. But it is nice because you can watch a player. And I'm watching Kair, and he's on single coverage with Hyatt. And I'm just watching. I see the snap, and Hyatt just makes a move and blows by him. And it was a illegal formation. Like, you know, when they blow the whistle, like, right after the snap. Mm-hmm. And that kid had him beat. And I'm just looking, going, that was too easy. And then, you know, he had the holding call. He looks lost to me. Now, Sean's trying to stick up, said he made a nice tackle. That's great. But I don't know. They need him to be something at the moment. And, you know, they brought in Josh Norman. That's the kind of guy you bring in. You know, I've heard guys talk about him being like a mentor. They got coaches to do that. Like, I don't know if Josh Norman. You need a guy that can play. You need a guy that can step in there and play. I think they could definitely be in the market at the deadline for a corner. Uh, but guys, you might want to go the other route. You might want to go get another weapon for Josh Allen and say, screw it, guys. We're going to go score some points. We're going to get a guy, whether it's a Hunter Renfro or somebody who's going to catch some balls over the middle that's been there and done that. We're going to do more for this offense, and we're going to put 30 up every game as opposed to in the 20s. Well, less obviously last night. So I don't know what Bean's plan is, but I think he's got to do something probably on both sides of the ball. Yeah, is it a lack of trust offensively? When you see Steph Diggs get targeted 16 times, clearly they have a thing. Now, maybe there's a part of that that's strategic. You target Diggs as much as you target, and then when you need to get Deontay Hardy open on that first touchdown, the the design of that play I thought was magnificent, and it was all because they were focused on Diggs getting the ball in in the red zone. But but do you think that a wide receiver, somebody that you could complement with Diggs, and Davis could be the route that they go. Yeah, I think they need that. I, you know, I so badly for this team have wanted to see Gabe be that number two guy. And he's had moments. He's had moments. But not enough and not consistently enough. And last night he was invisible except really for the fumble. And he's, he's, he's a talented guy. But maybe his talent lies in being that third guy. That's what we keep saying. Or, you know, they thought in terms of Kincaid. And he wasn't on the field last night. And taking over some stuff in the middle. Look, they targeted Diggs that many times because they needed to get the ball to somebody who's going to make a play. He gets open all the time. I mean, he is a tremendous route runner. They know it's coming. They still can't stop him. And last night, he probably should have thrown it to him 20 times. And that's not a long-term recipe for success. But if you're sitting there watching it, you're saying to yourself, what works for this team? Throw it to Diggs, right? That was the only thing that worked. And, um, they definitely need somebody who, you know, steps up at the right time. That's why it's a shame the trade deadline. Honestly, I think it's too early in the NFL. I think they should give the teams another two or three weeks, you know, now that the schedule goes even farther. But, um, but I, would, I would be looking for that. There's teams that look to make some moves. Guys aren't playing for whatever reason. Guys that still have some juice to them. Um, All right. I mean, let, team, let, me, let, me throw you, let me throw you a name yeah. here, Mike. Because there's a team that I think is out of it, 
a team that hasn't scored 30 points in 23 straight games, and they're on the bye this week, and, and they already paid the bonus. Would you pick up the phone and, and, and talk to Tennessee about Hopkins? Yeah, I probably would. It depends on how I'm looking at it, if I'm being. Because I can't imagine, you know, look, you know, it's easy. It, Dorsey deserves a lot of the blame. He has not, at least consistently enough, found that, that, that works. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. When I, we've talked about this before. When I look at the Bills' weapons, and I had these conversations with people within the Bills, and they were telling me of how good everything was going to be. And I'm like, you have Diggs. He's awesome. But if you take Diggs out with the other guys, how many teams would you trade your weapons for? It's certainly at the, in the wide receiver position. <laughs> I mean, who are they? You know, they're better than the Patriots, who are terrible, or the team they played last night, who just doesn't have it. Diggs, Diggs makes you a mediocre wide receiver group, and he's a special player. I, I don't think that's being unfair. It's like it's Trencher Field and Gabe and, right? Like, what do we see out there? So I don't think they've done enough at that position. It looked pretty good for a little while when they were running it a little bit better. But to count on guys, look, yeah, I might make that phone call and see and see what it would cost you to do that because they need a guy that's going to at least scare another team that at least they care about. And then maybe, you know, Gabe sliding into that third role makes him even more valuable to the team. Mike, uh, James Cook got it going, especially once they got in the second half there, uh, over five yards a carry, 71 yards on the night. Why do you think it takes so long for the Bills to kind of get him going, get him involved when you see him throughout the course of the day? Yeah, I, I honestly, I think for them, the pass can set up the run, and they weren't passing it effectively. And then I think they caught him a little bit by surprise on that drive, and they started to move the ball, and he looked really good. I think he's a really good player. You know, you see the difference. Like the Giants can't do anything, but when Barkley gets going, you just see the difference in that back, right? You saw the way he ran. By the way, he ran by me at the after the game was over. Not ran by me. I was there. He ran. Okay, he's leaving the field. That man, Barkley, was fuming about not getting the ball mm-hmm. in the last yeah. drive. I believe he he said it. Um, I, I'll paraphrase. He said. Darn it, I wish they would have thrown me or handed me the ball on that last drive. Yeah. Yeah. Something to that effect. He was fired up. What I'm saying is when you see that, you're seeing a guy who obviously can get stopped at any point, but also at any point he can just make you look silly. I don't think James Cook is that, but I think he's a pretty good player. I think he's a good player, and I think there is reason to be encouraged on what he's doing, but he's not a – I think he's a really, he's a good player. I don't think he's a weapon, if that makes sense, right? He's not the guy they're going, oh, we got to do something about Cook. He's good. He's good. And he can do some things. But honestly, I think the pass game or the thought of the pass game sets it up. And I got to tell you, our boy Fates is just out of his mind with the way they do the runs. And he's just shotgun handoffs is a... It's yeah. a play you use to switch it up a little bit. Get Josh under center. Use the play action. I even heard a guy last night, he was like, you got to be able to run the ball to use play action. I'm sorry, the numbers don't show that. <laughs> play action works all the time. If a team just sees a hint of a run, you can get linebackers to pause for a second. 
and it's effective, whether you're running well or not. And they, it just doesn't work unless you put Josh under center. He's not running RPOs like Jalen Hurts or somebody. He's Josh Allen. Like, get him under center. He was really good at it in a few games, and they got away from it. So um, that also hurts the run game. Mike Carolina 13 Wham, also part of the Buffalo Plus team. And now we turn our attention to this week. I think it's funny, Mike, because this used to be, oh, it's the Patriots. This is the measuring stick for the Buffalo Bills. How the world has kind of changed. Are the Patriots the worst team in the NFL, Mike Carolina? They're a Sunday 1 o'clock team, guys. They yeah. are Sunday 1 o'clock. The Bills have two scheduled 1 o'clock Sunday games. It's the Patriots. That's who they are. They're boring. Um, I won't say that, you know, they're poorly coached, certainly based on what he has been. They're poorly general managed. Their roster is not good. Um, Mac Jones had a couple of flashes in that game and he threw a couple of good balls. I mean, that's being, that's like old school bills being encouraged by what Trent Edwards is doing. Like that's who they are now. And look, it doesn't mean you walk in there and win. We just saw the Bills against a bad Giants team at home struggle. So, you know, as bad as the Bills offense looked, it's still better than the Patriots. But you still got to go in there and play. And, you know, we'll see. But I got to tell you, they are, I'll put it to you this way. They're a team that you look at and go, where's the hope, right? That's what you sell in the NFL. It's either you're either good you're ascending or there's hope that you can do it. Or you're thinking, okay, we got this young coach and we're getting the number one pick and we're going to go get Caleb Williams. And we're now it's, it's Bill Belichick in his ways, which obviously is making him probably the greatest of all time, but not today. So it'll be really interesting going into that place uh, next week. I've obviously been there so many times when the bills were, just so inferior and you just, it was inevitable they were going to lose. Um, it's different now. It's different when they walk in there. Everybody knows they're the better team, but this Bill's team's, <laughs> Bill's team's got to worry about themselves first and wake up and go get a division win because, you know, that Jets loss still looms large for them. Well, uh, the Bills favored on Sunday. The Eagles favored against the Dolphins on Sunday. If, if uh, the Vegas lines hold, no, the Bills will be in first place by this time next week. Yeah, I got to say, you know, look, it's been a struggle for the Eagles and anybody around me here, like, you know, they say, oh, you say that. I I knew they were going to struggle against the Jets. I think they still should have won the game. They kind of choked it away, made some bad decisions. But that Jets defense, even though, you know, Robert Sala, you know, I told you the phrase, you're either humble or about to be humbled. Yeah, That dude's not humble at all. He's talking a lot of trash, you know, telling me he embarrassed three quarterbacks kind of did, <laughs> but you usually don't say that, but that's the way he's talking, but that's what they did to Hertz yesterday. Um, they are banged up. They are, they, they, they were short, I think six or seven starters on defense by the time the game got to the third quarter. And that's not a good recipe to play against the dolphins and Lane Johnson. I think they got pretty good news on him, but when Lane Johnson doesn't play, they struggle. So I don't know how they're stopping the Dolphins this week. I really don't. Uh, they're going to have to score some points, and it didn't look good last week. But um, that will be, honestly, I'll be, I'll be surprised if the Eagles win that game on Sunday night because, you know, Miami can crank it up offensively, and right now the, the Eagles are, 
I mean, they're five and one, but they're, they're not playing great. Mike, uh, let's be honest. Uh, baseball has to uh, go back to reseeding here. This is uh, an embarrassing kind of bracket here. Really, you get the Diamondbacks. Congratulations on advancing to the World Series, Mike. Well, I don't understand. Why, why is that? The Phillies were that team last year, and they went to the World Series. Oh, the, the, the Phillies Braves should have been the NLCS. That's my point. That that if you had actual kind of reseeding after the wild card round that you would actually have uh, a matchup with the two best teams in the national league rather than, all right, the seal, it feels like kind of a letdown that last week uh, felt like the main event. Yeah. I mean, you could say that. I don't know. Um, it's two years in a row. The Phillies have done that to the Braves and gotten to advance last year. Padres gave them all they could handle. And, you know, they, they ended up, you know, needing that homer to avoid the seventh game uh, from Harper, and they ended up going to the World Series. So, yeah, you can do that. Um, I know. I, I, I'll put it to you this way. Honestly, let's be, let's be totally honest. Everybody hates the Astros. Nobody cares about Texas, and nobody cares about Arizona outside of their home fans. Yes. And the Phillies are the team that there is people that love them, and there's people that hate them. And some neutral people have really had fun watching them because they're a fun team to watch. But it's not a great Final Four for Major League Baseball. Would you agree with that in yeah. general? Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But I think you, so, if, if you had a Phillies, if you had a rematch, even actually just the Phillies in the World Series, I think makes for a compelling World Series. I think by now, too, I mean, we joke about it all the time, but maybe the narrative on Philly fans could, could slow down a little bit. We, we have our history but it is by far the best atmosphere in Major League Baseball. It's what Yankee Stadium was in the mid-90s when it was just an incredibly difficult place to play. I mean, they dominate teams. It's a football atmosphere. And obviously the Eagles have been very good at home, especially in the playoffs. It's a great atmosphere there. So, you know, I mean, honestly, I haven't seen – it's more like a hockey home ice advantage sometimes when they play there. It really is. I mean – so can we, can we, you know, can we, can we settle down with the Santa, the snowballs at Santa Claus <laughs> batteries from 40 years ago? Mm. You tell me like when Trey Turner saw that place, he's like, I want to play there. Yeah. I want to play there. Why? You look at Castellanos. Look at the way he's responded. So that part's fun. That's great TV. I think I can, they have an element of that in Texas. It looks like the fans have gotten into it, which is cool. But, um, Yeah. And don't give me this guarantee in the team. You know, I know the way you Mets fans are. You're, you're. Oh wait, there. wait, wait! Whoa, 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 whoa! The, 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 unprovoked, Mike. Unprovoked. Yeah, but oh. I mean, you're, you're in the World Series. No, they they got to win. They got to win four games. Like this is what you got to do. And uh, you know, nothing is a given. Nothing is a given. Look at last year. They make the World Series. They hit 47 home runs against the Astros, and they get no hit in the next game. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what happens in baseball. So, well, um, Look, if you win it all, I will congratulate you. I will shake your hand if you allow me to. But in the end, if you get to the World Series and you don't, then it's... Like, I guess it was just, a little more fun, but like zero spite, zero no. spite from the Met fan across from me right now, Mike. Wearing a Met hat, zero right, spite yeah. whatsoever. Aren't you just so sad when you just realize you tried and just failed so miserably and just gave up? 
He just gave up. You're like, it's like Charlie Brown after the, you know, the ball got pulled out again and just putting his head down and walking back. He just knows it's going to happen. And then it does. It's just, it's kind of, it's kind of pitiful. It really is. Like you're not even a, at least the Braves, the Braves have a great lineup. It just, they need a little, they need somebody. They need a guy to come in and like liven them up in the playoffs, but they got a great lineup. Great young players. Mets are like. Uh, d- d- don't worry. Like, the Mets will be back in two years, Mike. And if the Mets g- to help you, if, like, if, if the Mets get a championship before the Phillies here. Get a, a championship in what? <laughs> I, like, you're on the doorstep. Like, I, like uh. you got to close here. They do. They, they were close last year. The Astros were really good. I'm sure they were cheating. But they won. Um, so so let's say, hey, look, tonight's big. Like, you know, you fight for this. You, It's two wild card teams. By the way, it is kind of funny. People are like, can you believe a 100-win team lost to a 90-win team? Yeah. What's that like? A uh, 13-win NFL team lost to an 11-win NFL team? Like, what are we talking about? Yeah. It, Major League Baseball, it's a five-game series. Phillies were hot. Braves weren't. They won. It, it's that's what happens. It's such a wide right. range of outcomes. So many variables that go into each and every play, each and every pitch, yeah. each and every game. I mean, it, you know, you're playing your best ball at the right time and, and hey, you can win. The rookie center fielder for the Phillies semi misplays that ball, tracks it down. If he doesn't catch that ball, the Braves may very well win game four. And now you're going back to Atlanta for game five. Yeah. It comes down to a kid who was in double A making a really good play after the bullpen started to implode. Like sometimes that that's that's over 162 games. That's one moment, man. In the playoffs, it's massive. So things have gone their way. It's been really good for them so far. They're really good at home, but there's no pressure on the Diamondbacks, and they got some good young players, and they've played great. So you know, but thank you for the guarantee that the Phillies are in the in the World Series. I can guarantee you something: the Mets are not. <laughs> Uh, Mike, wow! I, this is what happens when he's sleep deprived. Mike, Mike yeah. it's Patriots deprived week. and Eagles choking away a game. Uh, yeah, 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 combine yeah. those two, it's like uh. Mike uh, Patriot Week. What, what do you, Dan and Jenna, got going on there at uh, BuffaloPlus.com this week that we can check? All out. right, so we're going to be talking to like this week. We'll have our podcast coming out this week, breaking down the offense. We're going to let Fates just go off. It's what he does. Uh, we're going to talk to Mike Giardi formerly of the NFL Network, uh, reporter in Boston, knows that team, knows the Bills. He's always a great guest. We'll have him on. Dan will have his best bets. He's been on a pretty good roll. Um, you can – I'd give him a few more days before you have him on, you know, because, you know, he's still a little sensitive. I, yeah. I, I saw him briefly, and I wasn't ready to go up to him last night. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, I, I do have compassion. Yeah, give him his space. That's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I gave him plenty of space. I didn't say boo. I just – Enjoyed the win, but uh, you know, I gave him a little space. So we'll have all that going on with Dan, Janet, and myself, Buffalo Plus channel on YouTube. Appreciate the time, as always, Mike. Enjoy your week. Let's go, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> oh, 
the best, the icon, 13 Web Sports Director, BuffaloPlus.com, Mike Catalana. Some great thoughts there on uh, last night's win. That's what we do as sports fans, right? It's not just a night. Like, you got to give your buddies kind of like. Bus balls. Yeah. Absolutely. It's fantastic. I love that. All right. We're going to have Ryan Talbot on. We'll have more Bills and uh, more Bills. Uh, Giants talk, and we'll look ahead to the Patriots here as well with Ryan Talbot, NewYorkUpstate.com. He's joining us here in about a half an hour or so. Uh, we're going to take a break, come back. We'll have time for your calls. It's it's a victory Monday that feels very eerily like a blame assessment Monday. Nobody's satisfied or satiated with the win and how the Bills won last night, and I get it. We want to talk about it. You can join us, 866-4FAN-585-5. 866-4326, the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the fan Rochester. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Now, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, join me now. There's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. Wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E, FanDuel.com slash Mike to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com for help with the gambling process. Problem, call one 877 hope or text HOPE-NY-467-36. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.